You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Sal Montez. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscaradieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. All right, welcome in. It's Minor Talk. Following the West Star Bank, Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, the Miners beat NC Central 70-61, despite coming into this one with more adversity. All right, what's this black cloud over UTEP Athletics? I don't get it, man, because uh, we just keep getting bad news at left and right uh, here in El Paso when you're talking about UTEP sports. Um, earlier today, I- I'm not going to bury the lead. Let's talk about it real quick. Earlier today, we find out that UTEP wide receiver Jacob Cowing, yes, the best player on UTEP's football team, decided that he will be transferring away from the program. Uh, that headlined the big news uh, to start things off today. And then we go to the Don Haskins Center. We don't think anything's going wrong. We just think it's a normal night at the Haskins Center. Not a lot of drama. Okay, hey, maybe Titus Verhoeven could still be out of this game because he's facing concussion protocols. But we go into this one, and we find out that seven different UTEP players are dealing with some kind of food poisoning or virus or whatever. And that caused three players to be out from tonight's game. And it was Titus Verhoeven, it was Sule Boom, and it was Zarek Onyema. Didn't even uh, make it to the Don Haskins. Uh, that, that's a lie. Sule Boom joins uh, warm-ups, pre-game warm-ups in this one. And then he immediately uh, went back into the locker room, and he's been uh, rested ever since and so uh you had guys like Keontae Kennedy guys like Christian Agnew they decided to play in this one despite going with this sickness uh Sal Montes is with me here in the Lubingo studios we also have former minor great Jason Williams he's in the house again from Believe Sports really happy that he stopped by but uh man this is a crazy one guys and I'll start with you Sal because the adversity has really hit this team left and right I mean we talk about it almost every show I think the show should start off with hey all right this is the adversity of the day that UTEP basketball has faced. Can't we get some, you know, stability, some normalcy coming to this program? Uh, not to be ironic, but that might be the normalcy. Just all the adversity that the, that this team is having to face. But what I love about this team is that it, it's a culture. You know what I mean? And when it comes to the practice, it's not so much X's and O's. Uh, there's attitude that's instilled in there. And that's what these guys really, uh, really exhibit you know, night in and night out. So you got to give credit to them. And as crazy as this is to say, everybody's been relied on, uh, relied upon. You know, they've been called upon various times for whatever the case may be, and they seem to answer the bell. You know, one guy that I really wish he was able to uh, play tonight because they could have used him, but, oh, no, due to the adversity, he didn't play tonight, and that would be Zarek Onyema. Yeah. Co- Coach Golding said it in the postgame interview as well. He said he's really earned minutes. Uh, just unfortunate that he, he couldn't play tonight. But nonetheless, though, you have guys uh, 
coming in and and really making an impact. I mean, I'll, I'll reel one name off before I continue on another tangent. But uh, Emmanuel White, you know, three yeah. points. However, he goes in today and um, you know does twenty three minutes of solid fundamental basketball. So that's just one of many bright spots tonight for the minor team. Yeah, I mean, it was really what Joe Golding said after the game. Whatever it takes to win, whatever it is yeah. in order to win the game, UTEP is going to try to do, and that's the biggest thing with this squad. And, and and it's something that you can be pretty impressed with with this group, despite the adversity they faced, uh, despite all the off the court issues that are really no fault of their own. Uh, they're they're still pulling out wins, and you know tonight it could have been a loss. I would have excused this one as a big time loss with seven guys dealing with food poisoning. I mean, at that point, you know, play for third place. But no, that's not what Joe Golding wanted to do with his team. Uh, the squad rallied in a big way. Got got to give a lot of credit to guys like Keontae Kennedy, who checks out of the game and right next to me he's literally he's he's holding his uh, hands over his mouth he's looking like this to me Sal and I, I'm literally pointing this way, like, you, dude, there's a trash can over there, not over here. Don't puke, <laughs> don't puke right here. And so he he hovers over the trash can, can't do it there, runs into the locker room and uh, and takes care of business, sprints out on the court, yeah. and gets back onto onto the court and has a career best game, 27 points. Again, Keontae Kennedy coming through uh, in a big way uh, in this one, Sal. Yeah, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that might be a career high. It is a career Keontae, best, yes. And uh, that's three 20-plus games. They might be in a row, if I'm not mistaken. If so not, 17 three points, out of the last four. Uh, so 17 points against McNeese. He had 22 against New Mexico, and now 27 in this one. Yeah, so so three, huge, great stretch yeah, right here. Three of the last four, and the one that he doesn't, he gets 17. But this is a guy who, in my opinion, night in and night out, when, when it comes to all-around style, he's the best player, of course. Sule Boom, the, the best offensive player. But uh, this guy really put uh, putting the team on his shoulders because even though JB was back tonight, it's his first uh, game action in what nearly two weeks. So you got to give big credit to Keontae Kennedy and uh, being really efficient too from the charity stripe. Going oh, yeah. Nine. Most definitely, Sal. I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. I mean, a lot of credit goes to Keontae Kennedy. Great effort by him uh, leading the Miners in this one without their best offensive player, like you mentioned, in Sule Boom. Let's open up the phone lines, 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we get started here on Miner Talk. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That is 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Also, want to mention that uh, we are brought to you by the Oscar Arietta Agency. They've spent 24 years of servicing El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Learn more online today at OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com. Big shout-out to Win Supply El Paso for our Hot Hand of the Game Award that we'll hand out later on, along with our Player of the Game Award brought to you by Keats Southwest. Now let's welcome on Jason Williams onto the show again. Uh, he's uh, stopping by after this game. I was so happy that uh, he he's back. He uh, he's didn't ditch us after that last time we brought him on. Uh, and uh, Jason, great to have you back, man. This, is, this one was an interesting one, man, because because there was just a lot going on on both ends, and UTEP manages to pull it off. I, I texted you middle of the game, and you were like, yeah, I, I was wondering where all these players were. Yeah, man, thanks for having me again. I appreciate the invite. Um, yeah, it was crazy. You know, I was sitting in the stands, and I'm wondering, you know, I don't have the, all the, the inside scoop of why all the players hurt. And, you know, uh, or I think and they hurt or what's going on? Why they not? If they hurt, why they not sitting on the bench? Right. So when you text me, that's when I'm like, ah, OK, that makes sense. That makes sense. But the the game, it, it was a great game tonight. You know, um, all the players that that wasn't playing a few games before, they got their chance to play tonight and and they stepped up. Hey, have you guys ever had food poisoning before? 
Either of you guys, Jason, Sal, uh, you guys have food poisoning in uh, your lives? I, I, I so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? I think so. Were you sidelined like this? Could you? Did no. you have to be away from everything? Uh, I, no. I, Not for I, you. You know, my team couldn't count on me. I had to put the Xbox controller down. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the next day when it got out, oh, yeah. I was, I was back. I, Richie James. I think I dealt with food poisoning once. Or, nah, maybe like twice. And, yeah, it, it's, it just takes you out. I mean, like, you're out of it. Like, you can't do anything. You can't even look at your phone. Like, you're just out of it. You, you feel like hurling left and right. I mean, it's just a bad experience. So, you know, when I was seeing Christian, at, I mean, uh, uh, Keontae Kennedy run to the sideline, I was like, man, I feel for you, these guys. Like, they legit have something going on right now. And Sule, boom, he's walking out. He looks like a ghost, man. He's just like, oh, he couldn't do anything. So, I wonder if these guys will be able to turn around tomorrow and play. This is going to be a big one against Bradley. It's a, I thought Sam Houston State would win that first game of the Sun Bowl Invitational, but instead Bradley wins that. That's going to be a tough game. They killed Sam Houston State today. So, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. Jason, have you pl- you played in this uh, Invitational, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I, um, we had many great years in this Invitational. Um, and, you know, hopefully UTEP can, can pull it off and, and bring the Invitational tournament back home. You know, um, you know, we always had good times in these tournaments, UTEP, and we had a lot of teams that has won these tournaments. And after looking in the book today, I saw it's been a while. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that we come out even sure-handed and, and win tomorrow. Did you go uh, 4-0 and in your UTEP career? We went, no, 2-1. Wow. No, we won the first two tournaments, but, you know, the last year we lost to Georgetown, which, wow. you know, they had three NBA guys. So. Who do they have? Um, they had Wallace, that was the shooter. You had Roy, Roy Hibbert. Oh my uh, gosh! They had Green. Are you serious? Wait, Jeff which, Green. Which Jeff Green? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Fact, yeah, Jeff Green. Jeez. Matter of fact, Jeff Green. They had Brandon Bowman, which he had a little NBA stint, and he probably was the best on the team during that time. Him wow. And, and Jeff and Hibbert were freshmen, so. What does it mean to win this tournament? Because I was thinking to myself, it's late in December, holidays are going on, like a lot's going on in these kids' uh, everyday lives. So it's like a lot of their own friends are back home. You're stuck here in El Paso. You got to play in this tournament. It, it's kind of cool because they're celebrating you in the in the Sun Bowl Invitational. But at the same point, they're 18, 19 year olds. I mean, it's like you, you see everybody at back at home. This is an interesting kind of period right before Conference USA uh, play gets underway. Well, I think, you know, once they understand that, you know, they're here to, you know, play basketball and get an education and, you know, you have an opportunity to go out and do what they love. So, you know, I think a lot of guys, you know, they, they don't get too homesick, you know, because okay. they're here here doing what they love. So and um, a lot of guys don't get these opportunities. So, you know, if it was me, I'm not homesick. You know, I'm opportunity to be playing this game and you know, enjoying the, the time with, with my teammates. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I hear you. Okay, so it's a business trip. It's a business kind yeah, of mentality. Exactly. Yes. I like that. Okay, so uh, let's let's do this right now. UTEP defeated NC Central. They're taking on uh, Bradley tomorrow to try to defend the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational title. Final score today, 70-61. to 61. If you'd like to talk about it with us, let's do it. 
880-5763. That is 880-5763. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That is 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, Sun Bowl Association had a little typo in their um, in, in their actual tweet that they shot off. Um, and I think that's what Pinky shot over to me. Let's go to Twitter right now. Got some tweets to read after this one or in this game. Tristan Pence tweets the show. Did the NC Central coaches prepare the Miners pregame meal? Hashtag Miner Talk. Uh, yeah, I, w- I really want to know where they <laughs> what happened. I really want to know this one. Um, this this is coming from Pinky. Keontae has shown that he can handle the point guard position. It was interesting. In this one, we saw a hybrid point guard because it wasn't JB, Jamal Bienemy who was uh, the traditional point guard in this one. They kind of went with three different guys at first. They went with a little bit of Kennedy, a little bit of Agnew. As soon as they pressed, they went with Jamal Bienemy. So I, I felt like that one was interesting right there, Sal. But um, Sal, I think we've, we've noted this right here. Kennedy is a formidable point guard and you can rely on him. I don't think you need to have a traditional point guard that might I don't know Jason might be looking at me side eye with by saying that but <laughs> I think they're they're finding their groove with kind of just a point guard by committee uh, I think in the general sense yes especially when they got to bring the ball up the court you know if you have the ball you're going to be trusted to bring it up the court safely um, but at the end of the day I still think it's Jamal B enemy who's going to be that that true point guard so to speak uh, but all in all I've said this so many times and I'll say it again though although um, he was primarily a pass first guy I think he's more of a playmaker type so he's going to shoot the ball a lot more that's just what that's just what's going to happen with the Jamal enemy even though tonight I mean his first game back in what nearly two weeks it goes three four eleven um uh, but nonetheless though very careful with the ball and only two two turnovers and great ball control by UTEP with uh, seven turnovers total uh, but nonetheless though I still think JB is that guy however when it comes to uh running an offense and a guy gets hot I think they're starting to learn, hey, feed the hot hand. Yeah, they are. And he, Keontae has this, like, heat check in him. And he, I love his swagger. Like, yeah. he comes off, he he talks smack, he does it all. I mean, Agnew today hitting a three-pointer and then and staring down the defender for NC Central. I thought he played an exceptional game, too. Um, with ja- Jamal Bienemy, I think he was just kind of him getting back into the, the swing of things and trying to find his, his groove, find his footing. What do you think about that, uh, Jason? Do you like point guard by committee? Did you see that? Or am I wrong on this one? Do you still think no. it's it's a uh, enemy kind of doing this? No, well tonight I definitely thought it was point guard by committee, and I, I think it really worked for him. You know, especially with, with like y'all say Jamal being out, you know, coming back trying to be a full time point guard and being a little bit out of shape would have been tough for him. Yeah. So I think uh, in the in the crunch moments when the team put on the pressure, you know, then you know you put it in your your best handler hand, and that's mm-hmm. him. So at the end of the day. This year, he's going to be the the point guard when it's crunch time because he's the best ball handler on the team. What's the progression you've seen from Keontae Kennedy? Um, from game to game, I've seen his, his jump shot is improving. He's getting more confidence. Um, you know, before, um, I, I, I seemed like he was the real glue guy, a kind of guy like me. When I play, play defense, he can score um, from everywhere. And it's just about him gaining confidence and getting to know his teammates. And I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. So you especially, see a lot of, of you in him. Yes, especially, well, you know, he's playing more of the point guard now. So I think that's giving him more confidence also by the ball being in his hands before he was standing around more. But now the ball is actually in his hands because the, before the ball is always in boom hand or is in, in JB's hand. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's the, the third man out, but he still gets his points. But now the ball is in his hands. So, you know, that's a good thing. He gets more confidence in his shot, and that'll open it up for a lot of the guys. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. If you'd like to weigh in, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter if you'd like to chime in as well. Sleepy Kevin tweets the show. Keontae Kennedy tonight, 27 points, three rebounds, one assist. Did UTEP find their second best player tonight? What do you think about that one, Sal? It's an interesting point. Uh, no, because I think he's the best overall Ooh, player. But, but I, really? Yeah, but we've been saying this, though. Like He's a guy who's going to rebound. He's going to play defense. You know what I mean? However, with this minor team, there's guys who are the best at certain things. But when you put everything all in one, I think Keontae Kennedy is the best overall player. We, we look at JB. We, we just said it right here. Best ball handler, best scorer is Sule Boom. Um, if Keontae Kennedy is the best at anything, more than likely best defender. But yes. night in and night out, he's also uh, their best rebounder as well. So uh, I think when you package everything in one, uh, Keontae Kennedy is the best overall player. Wow. You're ready to say it. Well, I've been saying that. Yeah. I mean, you ha- you've been on this, Sal, and it's interesting because I think this is right. I think you're right on this. I think that all, all, with Sule Boom, it's nothing, no knock against him. I think you just look at Kennedy as the most reliable. He plays the most minutes out of any player on this team. Exactly, he, yeah. he embraces more roles than anybody on this team. He's more versatile than anybody on this team. I think we have to say it. Keontae Kennedy, best overall player on this team. What do you think about this one, Jason? It's a tough one. Yes, I agree. I agree. You know, I'm 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 always one for the players that that do does everything. And, you know, and, and he's one of them players for this team. He's he's a good glue guy, but he can do everything. He can do everything. Yeah, I think that, that's what I really like about his versatility. I, I'm totally with you guys. I think um, uh, Keontae Kennedy, I mean, he's just an exceptional uh, player. 8 of 13, his efficiency is going up too. He has a block. He has a steal. I, I thought his minutes were very, very valuable today. Just want to mention real quick before we hit our first break on the show, uh, t- uh, one thing that caught my attention, the starting lineup. What did you guys think of this one? Because it was Emmanuel White who was subbed in, in the starting lineup, I guess, in play place of somebody like uh, Sule Boom. They also have, of course, Terrell Satterfield in the starting lineup, which I thought was pretty interesting right there. And then Kevin Kalu, the freshman. And uh, Christian Agnew comes off the bench in this one. 32 minutes of action, scores 16 points uh, in this one. And I thought he provided a really nice spark off the bench for the Miners. But going back to the uh, starting lineup, what did you guys think? First with you, Sal, uh, in their choice to go with Terrell Satterfield, Kevin Kalu, Emmanuel White. What did you think of that I think, um, you know what I mean, somebody was going to have to get the starting nod at the end of the day, but uh, tonight it just kind of worked to perfection. Coach Golding, uh, although it kind of worked out to be this way by default, um, that small ball lineup really, really worked out well, and having Christian come off the bench being that spark plug, that sixth man, uh, was huge tonight as well. I mean, putting up 16 points, an efficient night, but uh, leading the team, or tied for uh, leading the team in rebounding at five total along with uh, Jamari Sibley. I, I really, really like that starting lineup tonight. I mean, granted, it is kind of what they had to do, uh, but nonetheless, though, everybody that stepped on the floor tonight played their role to a T, and um, you know, that that's a credit to everybody, not just the starters what did you think about it Jason what did you think of the starting lineup I think it's real good you know because the way basketball is played today I mean it's not it's no real traditional four man so I think if the way they play if you have a good three man that can play four then and that's going to help you offensively but it's just now how they can uh 
rebound on defense. That's the only thing. But they're a good defensive team also. But I think that'll space the court out. And as we saw today, you know, the, the offense was a whole lot better with, with a smaller four-man at the four. And, you know, the, he could shoot the three. So the four-man have to respect the three-man that's playing the four. That's true. Like Sibley, when he came off the bench, it was kind of like him. What would you have been? If you were in 2021, if Jason uh, Williams played 2021 in college basketball, what would you have played? I'd probably play the four. You think? You yeah. you don't think you would have been like a stretch five even, maybe? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I think it's, you it's may possible. have. <laughs> you know, because today's, man, you know, um, it's all about putting the best five players that are going to play together. And if I could put my best five out there and make you adjust to me, then I won. Yeah, that's right. So it's, that's how I think. As a, am not a coach now, but if I was coaching, I'm going to make you adjust to me before I have to adjust to you. No, you're a coach. Come on, you train. You train people here in El Paso. <laughs> you know, Come you on, know, Jason. Tra- you know, I, I'm. A, I think I can coach, but you know, I prefer the training. Okay. But, but on the outside looking in, you know, I want them to adjust to me. So I'm gonna put my best five and coach went out with his best five today. Okay, I like it. Hey, let's take our first time out of the show right now. When we come back, I want to get into the Jacob Cowing news today. I think there's a lot to unpack from that one. Uh, I know we're talking UTEP basketball after you, uh, the Miners' victory against NC Central. If you'd like to talk about that with us or Jacob Cowing, give us a call eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As we continue, we're brought to you by the Oscar Arietta. All-State Agency. We'll be back with more Minor Talk after this on 600 ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. A garage door opener is something commonly found in homes and cars all across the country. In fact, we produce 10 to 15 million garage door visor clips for your remote controls. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. When winter weather impacts us here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry. And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood. And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind, rain, or snow we expect. With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and how to avoid it. The ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team. With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. Happy Holidays from the Oscar Arieta Agency. Here's Oscar Arieta. The holidays are here, and many of us are already making plans to safely enjoy this time of the year with our loved ones. As we start our holiday celebrations, let us not forget how blessed we are to have health, food on our tables, and most importantly, we will not let this pandemic define us. I am thankful for my community and wish nothing but blessings for you and your loved ones. From me, my family, and the Oscar Arrieta Agency, happy holidays, and may God bless you. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. 
but not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash panda. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash panda. That's bamboohr.com slash panda. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free thanks to United Bank. Welcome back. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. A couple tweets to get to, then we'll get to Hunter on the phone lines. Our friend, one minor fan, Patricia Flores, tweets the show. Come on, man. You don't know the names of the teams or the players that played in the Sun Bowl Invitational? Wow. I don't know what she's referring to there, but uh, hey, uh, UTEP beat NC Central today, 70-61. to they play Bradley tomorrow. Bradley defeated Sam Houston State today. They killed him today. So it uh, should be an interesting game tomorrow as the Miners try to take home and defend their title. That's a huge one. And again, Bradley in the final non-conference game in day two of the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. Huge game for the Miners tipping off tomorrow at 7 o'clock. I'm Adrian Bradis. I'm joined by Sal Montes, my co-host here on Miner Talk. Jason Williams, former Miner, stopped by our studios to give his insight on the game appreciate him stopping by uh this one coming from leo underscore minor fan he he shouts out sal great point sal best overall player is Keontae kennedy so people are riding this wave yeah you know what this is a guy who night in night out he's been um matter of fact let's just say this he leads the team in minutes and he's been doing it all season long it's just now we're starting to see the offensive efficiency and production pick up because we've seen him put on a number of shots matter of fact last time when we had uh we had jay will here we were talking about the performance and Keontae kennedy so inefficient but now those shots are starting to fall but there's a lot more more command uh, that 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 is going towards him when he's on that floor. No, I'm with you on that one totally, Sal. Our telephone number is 8805763. Telephone number to get into the program. Good point there by Sal on Keontae Kennedy. Let's bring on Hunter next joining us on the phone lines 8805763. What's up Hunter? How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing fine, Hunter. What's going on? What do you think of this one? You know, man, uh, you know, uh, Good coaches, they always focus on the defense first, and the offense takes some time to come around. And I think we're seeing the offense come around, uh, even with a patchwork roster. So that's that's really promising, man. And it definitely looks a lot better when shots fall. So that makes it that makes it good, you know, and takes some of the pressure off. But I was uh, I was sitting in a section right behind the bench, and and uh, I wasn't the only one. There were a lot of us very frustrated uh, watching the same thing happen over and over and over again. And that's the other team being able to penetrate at will. 
unacceptable. I've never seen a 10-minute stretch of nothing but layups where not even one jump shot was forced. And I, I don't see how Golden can sit there and just say, okay, that's fine. You know, and uh, I understand they're sick, they're fatigued. Okay, change it up. Help your players out and switch up. Go to a zone, back off of them, make them make a jump shot. Instead of letting them penetrate any opportunity they had, that was a really frustrating defensive performance to watch. But uh, on the positive, man, I think Satterfield's the best spot-up shooter on the team. Yeah, and they need that's, that's right. They need, a, they need to drop plays for that guy. You know, get some screens going. Get him open because I, have, I haven't checked stats, but he's probably the highest three-point shooting percentage person on the team. Uh, you know, out of boom. 20 that he jacks up a game, give five of them to this guy, he'll probably make a higher percentage. So, I mean, great guy. He needs more opportunities. I understand he's a defensive liability, but, man, the guy can just straight up shoot. He can get you points. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I actually don't think he's a defensive liability anymore. I think he's actually stepping up in that category. So I'm with you, man. Uh, what do you think? Do you think UTEP wins tomorrow? It's going to be a tough one. It's hard to tell, man. I mean, we never know what's going to come out with this team. Tomorrow they might not be able to make a shot, but their defense is uh, smothering the team. You know, but Bradley, look, they look good. They're scary. Yeah. The only thing I'm, the only thing we can all say for sure is that UTEP, regardless of who's going to be out there, they're going to come out and compete. They're going to work their tails off. And, uh, and they're, they're, it's not going to be a, an easy game for either team. So that, that's the one thing that's been a staple every single game with Joe Golding is they're going to come compete. They're going to make it competitive, and they're not just going to roll over. Uh, as far as Cowling, man, did you were you, honestly were you surprised? Yes, because I've had people tell me that there was no way that he would leave. So yes, I was. He he's not the only one, man. I you know I had some other people that said Hardison's kind of, kind of testing the waters. Yeah, I was hearing so, the same thing afterward after the Cowling thing. So I'm I'm happy you mentioned but, that. That came out a couple of weeks back, actually, but. Uh, I kind of predicted cowing uh, after the Rice game. Uh, that, that's, that's not a surprise at all, and I, I don't blame him, man. I mean, you can't. As much as you want to see UTEP succeed, I, I mean, the guy's a top seven receiver in the country. Why would you stay here? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't blame the guy. I mean, uh, he's got to do what's best for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's, it's a tough loss for UTEP fans because that's the best player leaving in football, and they lost their best player in basketball, Bryson Williams, back in March. Yeah, no, uh, tough blow, but basketball's on the uptick, man. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Uh, as soon as they got their full roster, I mean, right now it's like a boxer fighting with uh, one hand tied behind his back, and they're still throwing blows and winning games. So wait till they have their full team. It's almost going to seem too easy for them. A lot of the teams that they're beating right now are as good as a lot of the teams in conference. So I had them pegged at a 500 team to start the season. And I'm starting to think it's going to be better than that. So I, I think it's looking up. It's positive. Frustrating at times, but that's a given. It's going to happen, and uh, I, I still think they'll be all right. Okay. All right. Hey, good stuff, Hunter. Great to hear from you, and uh, we'll talk to you probably tomorrow. If not, Merry Christmas, man. Take care. Merry Christmas, guys. All right. Hunter joining us here on the phone lines. Let's get to Joe Rod in just a second. First, I'll ask you both uh, to weigh in on that call. Uh, Jason, first with you. Uh, what did you think of Hunter's call there? Um, I think he has some good points. You know, um, you know, it, it was definitely too many layups. Um, there's no way a team can can shoot that that much. They that, shot fifty percent from, from the, the floor. Field. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not possible. 
You know, I think um, some guys, they have to to not stick on their guys. You know, sometimes you don't have every teammate is not a great one-on-one teammate, but you have to be able to close the paint. And I think by sometimes by the guys denying their man, they don't see when the, when the guy needs help. Yeah, I, you know, I hear you. But every coach coach different, and it works different ways, you know, but I still think they're a great defense. But it's just you can't give up layups in crucial moments, and, and and we've been giving up a lot of layups the last games I've been to. Yeah, a lot of points in the paint too, right, Sal? Yeah, big time. The one that pops up in my mind is the game against New Mexico State Good where point. Uh, McNair and McCants were really yeah. just kind of going to town. And if it wasn't uh, McCants, you know, scoring, he was passing it to <laughs> to uh, McNair. So that that's just, I mean, granted, New Mexico State is a, is a talented team. I think they're on fire right now too. But all points, uh, all, all of that aside, um, I, I think we can expect that a lot from this team. And then also when you have – so many different rotations and so many different lineups. It's hard to really build that cohesion, that chemistry. However, they're going to be better for it. You know, going through all this, uh, all these changes right now, having different guys get on the floor because they're called on, because the team actually needs them. Um, you know, come down the road when there's games in February, uh, late February, early March, that they got to win in conference play. Guys are going to have a lot of stripes on their belts because of moments like this. No, oh, I think you're totally right there, Sal. Hey, good points by both of you all. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines right now. Well, welcome on Joe Rod. Uh, I sit next to Joe Rod every basketball game and he sends us uh, great audio clips for the press conference that we sometimes play here on Minor Talk. And then I asked him, hey man, let's let's just do a press conference breakdown. I mean, you, you send this to us all the time. Why don't you just give us a call? So I really appreciate Joe Rod doing this with us on the phone lines. I bet he's on his way to Union Draft House right now, our spot for Football Friday Nights. And uh, Joe Rod, I appreciate the phone call, man. What was the, what was the atmosphere like in the press conference room? <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, you're right. I'm a few minutes away from uh, from our hangout on for Friday night. But yeah, um, uh, Keontae Kennedy and Christian Agnew both spoke with the media after the game. Uh, pretty much, obviously, they were they were selected to speak with the media. I, I don't know if you talked about it or not. Obviously, uh, Keontae Kennedy, a career high 27 points. Christian Agnew, a season high 16 points. Um, and they pretty much echoed uh, the same sentiments in their post game comments. You know, talking about. Uh, once again, this team overcomes adversity to, to come out uh, victorious uh, at the end of the night. Um, and, you know, they they talked about how, you know, it, it kind of sounds like a broken record with this team and the story that you and I and the media have to tell about it. But, you know, every night, if, if it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, Coach Golden said it, it feels kind of like Groundhog Day with this team as far as the adversity they have to overcome. Um, I know I asked uh, both, both of the players uh, – you know, obviously shooting, I believe, 44.7% from the field. Um, you know, what's changed from, from some of the recent performances where they've struggled? And basically, uh, Keontae said that it's just they can, they've continued doing their thing, doing with the uh, At the beginning of the season, they've had a lot of in-and-out shots uh, happen with them, and now all of a sudden those shots are starting to fall for them. So, you know, things are going on the up-and-up, and, up and, and obviously it's, it's, getting, it's giving them – that kind of confidence to 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 continue to improve moving forward. Joe, did you ask him what they ate? No, I did not. And you know what? <laughs> Having access to Keontae when the players, I completely just it it, it uh, escaped me to ask him what happened uh, approximately with six minutes to go in the first half. Where uh, I don't know if you've talked about it or not. Keontae came off the court in a very. Uh, in a very hurried uh, manner. He was ready uh, to spew chunks, man. Yeah, but um, 
you know, Coach Golding did not name Keontae as one of the players that was affected by the food poisoning. Um, obviously, with, when Coach Golding came out to speak with, with, with the media, um, you know, he, he gave an opening statement and, you know, gave all the credit in the world to North Carolina Central and acknowledged how tough they were, um, you know, the tough opponent that they were. And obviously when they opened it up to questions, uh, I, I, I asked them literally verbatim, you know, addressing the pink elephant in the room, you know, you guys were shorthanded last night or tonight. What can you say about that? And that's when he broke, went in that to this morning at about 9.30, a uh, player started showing some symptoms. Um, obviously, he, he talked about how uh, uh, Cam wasn't, didn't dress tonight. Sule Boom dressed, warmed up, maybe about maybe 25% of the warm-up and, and didn't come out to the bench. And also Z uh, were showing the hardest symptoms. He also said that uh, Alfred Holland, um, has symptoms of food poisoning. He was on the bench, didn't see any action, if I remember correctly. And then he did question. He did talk about uh, Christian Agnew uh, showing symptoms, but obviously uh, he fought through it and was able to produce 16 points for the minors. Yeah. No. Well, hey, Joe, I really appreciate you calling us and giving us the breakdown from the press conference. Thank you so much. Uh, we can't wait for us, us to catch up again, and uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. We, we have it 24 hours from now, so let's do it, man. Absolutely, man. Have a good night, and uh, thanks for everyone uh, listening into Minor Talk. I know I enjoy, and I love the job that uh, UNCEL do. Hey, appreciate it, Joe Rod. You the man. We'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Uh, you take care. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. As we continue, back to some tweet, uh, some tweets on social media, real quick, and then I'll get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Hunter tweets us, and he follows up his call. I understand being shorthanded due to the stomach bug, but come on, in th- over thirty years going to games, I've never seen that many layups given up 10 straight minutes of layups golding has to do better adjust help your team go out go zone do something inexcusable i want to speak to his zone uh element i know this for a fact utep has not practiced a zone they have not instilled a zone they um i I don't know if it's too young into joe golding's campaign to go zone but what do you guys think the solution is because it's tough i mean it's a it's an interesting one where i I don't know what utep does to kind of lock down and uh, get better, you know, minutes defensively. Stop those layups. Have you ever have a had a barrage of layups just pass you by like that? I mean, it, it was it was frustrating. It was you know, uh, as a just a spectator to watch that. What about you, Jason? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think you know at some point it gets tough, but you know at, at some point it the players got to dial in also, you know, because it's one on one defense at the end of the day. The coach can put everybody in position and tell you you should be here when he does this, when he does this. But at the end of the day, I feel like as players, we have to we have to man up and, and want to stop the guy in front of us. Because if those guys think if, if this guy score on me, you know, he's taking my job for next year. Or That's a professional true. Job, you know, and it's a mindset and defense is something that that comes from the heart. It, it just it just you just can't teach it. Wow, Guy, guys just have to want it, want it, and want to stop the guy. Wow, and, and coaches can do whatever they want on defense, but I think defense is something that comes from the heart. Okay, I like that. That's a good point right there, Sal. I, I don't know how UTEP gets to yeah. better defensively. I just have to say this: UTEP shot fit. I mean, uh, NC Central shot fifty percent for the floor, but also I forgot to mention fifty six percent from beyond the arc. They were hitting the threes as well. Yeah, I, I think it was just a lot of uh, situational. 
uh, defense that was played more times than not. So uh, although the numbers um, really look good for NC Central at the end of the at the end of the day, the Miners still able to hold them uh, to 61 points. You know what I mean? For a team that is shorthanded like the Miners, some of their best off their best offensive player is out, and a lot of uh, good offensive players not able to be in the game today. You still are able to score nine more points. So. When it came down to it, they were able to come through. However, uh, it is a concern because we've seen this before. So we'll see how Coach Golding can address it. But one thing's for sure, though, with this minor team, we, we've seen how whatever they're lacking, they're going to get to working on at one point or another. We we're talking about the, the poor production on offense and what are they going to do? It's so defensively focused. Um, and I remember on a pre or a post game interview, uh, Coach Golding had talked about, hey, we're going to get to the offense. We've got to focus, you know, on, on some of the perimeter defense first. Up next on defense, I think it'll be post for sure. Uh, but nonetheless, though, to, to the point of getting back to the offense, uh, we're still to see a little bit more work on the offensive side so it, this team although uh, it could be frustrating at times people need to remember this is still a work in progress yeah I think there, there there's a lot of different things that this team is going to need to get better on before really really it, we're until we see the full potential yeah. and I think conference USA play I mean right around the corner next week against two monsters in UAB and middle Tennessee on the road it's gonna be a tough stretch next week middle Tennessee atop the east uh, same with um, the you know the west with UAB uh, atop the west and so that's a two game road stretch the Miners will have to take on next week following this week. So hopefully they can get some bodies back uh, between now and then. And hopefully UTEP, uh, for fans' sake, hopefully they can win tomorrow in order to uh, have some more momentum heading into conference play. One more tweet to get to. This is Julian Segura. Great win for the Miners. I love the way Kevin Kalu runs the court, and I love the confidence Keontae is playing with. Should be a good one tomorrow night. Hashtag Miner Talk. Hashtag Defend the Dawn. All right, guys. I got to do it. Um, it was the first day. Uh, it's like in cryptocurrency when you know you, you finally get an article written about the crypto that's starting to gain some steam. <laughs> it's it happened Reddit today. Now. It happened. It happened yesterday. Actually, it was Kevin Kalu receiving all freshman honors from Conference USA. I was like, dude, this guy, this guy didn't even put up like four points in that game last <laughs> week, and he still got the award. That's that means people are watching. They know who this guy is. They they see Kevin Kalu and they're like, yeah, this this guy. He has a motor. He's starting games. Let's let's give him the conference USA freshman of the week. And uh, I I love that. I think that that's pretty cool right there. And uh, Sal, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this uh, his stock is rising still. His crypto yeah. stock is rising. Yeah, definitely because these are important important games for him to really grow before the big test, which is conference USA play. So although the numbers don't really pop out at you, only two points. Um, you, you still look at what he was able to do: grab three boards, where the leading rebounder had five tonight. There was two guys with five, but then also um, for a guy as a freshman who only turns the ball over once you, yep. you know that's what you like to see. you don't want to see any turnovers don't get me wrong but when you have a freshman out there um only turning it over once in a game where he plays more than uh 25 minutes it's really impressive oh lo and behold the best number tonight too the uh plus 17 so that shows Ooh. he's a lot a, he, he's really valuable when it comes to the defensive side of things and he's not going to make a lot of mistakes at least 
tonight, it shows he's not going to make a lot of mistakes on offense. Yeah, that's a really good point there too, Sal. Uh, Jason, what do you think about this one? Because uh, Kevin Kalou starts again. Uh, he has some he has some downs. Let's be honest. I mean, he's he's raw at times. You're looking at him; he makes those mistakes. But I like the fact that he always fights. Like he can make the worst mistake out there. And I mean, the best play for Kevin Kalou, of course, was he gets the ball. He has his back against the defender. He looks every way like, all right, should I pass it to JB? Should I pass it to Keontae? He's looking like he's ready to pass that ball. And then he's like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm supposed to do this play. I'm supposed to make it. He turns around and he gets fouled. He makes the shot. That was a cool play to watch right there with Kevin Kalou. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think um, his stock is definitely going up. Okay. You know, the last time we talked, you know, we had the conversation about him. And, you know, as you see, he's steady growing every game. You know, he might not have the points right now offensively or, or all the rebounds, but you actually can see the heart and how bad he wants it. And I think by him showing that in his energy level, a coach would take that any day. Any mistakes he make, he can make them because he's playing with heart and effort. As long as you give any coach that, you know, you can go a long way. Okay, I like it. Simply put, let's uh, go to Chris Banks on Twitter. Uh, He tweets us, if all those guys had food poisoning, I wonder if it came from a team meal. Also, do you have any info on the players leaving the women's team? They started the year with 15 players, and now the roster has only 13 or 14. I'm not sure if Gabby Sales is still with the team. Uh, second off with you, Chris, I'm not too sure about the women's team. Sal, I'm not too sure uh, on that yeah, one right me there. me neither. I'll, I'll do some research, um, but, yeah, I don't want to say anything because yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. not sure. Big shout-out to the women, though, really pulling off a close one today against Air Force 93-85 in double overtime. It was a crazy finish for the the women's basketball squad as they took on uh, Air Force and bat and beat them in this one. Teal Battle had 20 points. Gallegos had 16. Avery Krause had 13. Alina Rike had 16. And then uh, they even had Wilson who scored 11 for the Miners in their victory. Great job by that women's squad to continue to get wins. Let's go to, uh, well, real quick, real quick. I wonder if those guys had uh, a team meal. It may have. It may have been a team breakfast that they got food poisoning. It, we have no clue. We have no clue as far as what the food poisoning was for these players. We just know it was seven guys for this UTEP basketball team. Uh, let's go to the phones right now. Eric's joining us next. Eight eight zero five seven six three. What's up, Eric? Hey, June eight fellas. How you guys doing? Eric, good to hear from you, man. We're doing fine. How about yourself? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Um, first off, really sad news that Kelly is leaving. That hurt me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. A so little bit. This is the biggest transfer UTEP's had maybe in athletics history. I mean, it hurts really bad, but I think Tyron Smith could maybe fill that role. Maybe. Maybe? Dude, this guy was historic. I mean, Jacob Cowing <laughs> shattered history. Like, I mean, he made history at UTEP. I mean, yeah, he did, but I don't know. I mean, hopefully he goes to a better program and gets more attention, but I don't know. That was really sad. Um, but in terms of right now, um, you guys are preaching defense and all that stuff. That's been the biggest killer, really, these past couple of seasons under Terry. And then now under Coach Golding, I mean, it's a new year, new system. So it's going to take a while to get used to. But, yeah, defense, you got to – it really does come from the heart. Like Jewel said, it's either you want to play defense or you really don't want to. Like, you know? Yeah, I understand. I'm totally with you on that. Did you – what did you think of this one? Do you think they win tomorrow? I mean, Bradley looked really good today. It looked really good. Um, but I hope they can win tomorrow. 
Um, I think Sule is Sule not playing tomorrow. Well, they, that's what Golding said that he would be uh, trying to uh, get hydrated, get the the fluids that he needed, try to feel better by tomorrow. But who knows? I who knows about the rest of the guys? I mean, Keontae came off the bench and nearly puked his guts out. So uh, who knows, man? It, it's a tough one. I, if Sule plays tomorrow, they have a very very good chance to beat Bradley. But like I preached, like I said all year, Adrian. Now that Sule was out, somebody has to step it up. And, yeah, Keontae, yeah, it looked like he wanted it today. And now that JB's back, I think it's going to add fuel to the fire, and they're just going to get better and better. Right. Okay, Eric. Hey, great job, man. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, let's talk Jacob Cowing, guys, because uh, I, we, we haven't really talked about it at all. Uh, let's take a timeout before we do that, though. Our phone number, 880-5763. Telephone number to get into Minor Talk, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Talking Jacob Cowing next as we continue here on Minor Talk. Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. Every home and business have circuit breakers. At Keats Southwest, we produce 15 to 20 million that fit into a circuit breaker which help keep the lights on and give you peace of mind. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. This is Steve Kaplowitz, and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. When winter weather impacts us, here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry. And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood. And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind, rain, or snow we expect. With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and how to avoid it. The ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team. With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. Happy Holidays from the Oscar Arieta Agency. Here's Oscar Arieta. The holidays are here, and many of us are already making plans to safely enjoy this time of the year with our loved ones. As we start our holiday celebrations, let us not forget how blessed we are to have health, food on our tables, and most importantly, we will not let this pandemic define us. I am thankful for my community and wish nothing but blessings for you and your loved ones. From me, my family, and the Oscar Arrieta Agency, happy holidays, and may God bless you. Experience unique flavors at Taco Avocado. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, Southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco Bell, the options. All at Taco Avocado. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocado. Eat good for you fast food no gluten and no sugar order online tacoavocat.com download the 600 espn el paso mobile app now get all the latest in utep sports utep athletic interviews espn programming and more touchdown it's free thanks to united bank Welcome back. 
Minor Talk continues. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Broadus. We bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP men's basketball show. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Former minor Jason Williams is in the house talking UTEP hoops. He's from Believe Sports, trains, does nonprofit work, does it all here in El Paso. You just moved to the city. Uh, Sal Montes does it all behind the glass, behind the scenes, screening your calls, answering your phones, giving us takes. Let's talk Jacob Cowan, guys. This is a big one right here because, uh, and this is the biggest news of the day, maybe biggest of the week, and you can argue biggest of the month. Uh, Jacob Cowan, UTEP's best offensive player, best player overall, uh, draft hopeful. You could call it what you wanted. He had a historic season with the UTEP Miners and today he enters the transfer portal it was it was a shock to me because all indications all my source everybody i talked with said that this was not going to happen they said that he was back for sure next week uh so the timing of this really uh interests me because this is 72 hours after utep lost their bowl game against fresno state by all accounts this is a shock uh to utep fans and some people can shrug it off and say oh no well he was you know he's a top 10 uh, receiver by production in the country of course he's going to be you know talking to some other teams or whatever or of course he's going to want better things for his future which I get I'm, I'm all for you know I'm, I'm for player empowerment I'm for getting money I'm for getting drafted and getting the most respect you can as a wide receiver or as a prospect period in the NFL he was a first team all conference recipient he had 1,354 receiving yards this year which was the second best in a single season by any minor receiver. I, I couldn't believe it right there. Seven touchdowns, not the not the most touchdowns right there, but you know, the the one thing that capped off the year for me, Sal, is that senior wide receiver Justin Garrett was even set to give the number two jersey that honors the Lake Luke Laufenberg to Jacob Cowing for next year, for the 2022 season. So, uh, that was one of the things that they had talked about. They shared that on social media. I know listeners were real upset with that aspect of it I just have to say this 72 hours removed from the bowl game maybe he's back home I'm just speculating on all this stuff I have zero inside information all I know is this as far as inside information I can tell you this number one this caught everybody at UTEP by surprise by all indication UTEP believed that Jacob Cowing would be back next year and number two UTEP wants to try to do everything they can to try to get him back. Now, I don't think that's – I think the latter right there is a stretch. I think uh, hoping that Jacob Cowan will come back for next year is is going to be a real tough. But 72 hours removed, let's peel this back and, and do this one more time real quick. Now, if he goes to a program like Texas, Alabama, Oregon, then you start throwing question marks out there. Who was tampering? Who was in his ear all year long? Why did he do this so quickly after the season? Who was talking to him? Who's offering him? That's my biggest question if he goes to a big school like Texas, Alabama, Oregon. Now, if he goes back close to home, and I'm talking about close to Maricopa, Arizona, U of A, Arizona State, if he goes back close to home, that could mean that this was a family decision strictly and that this was a decision for his son. Remember, he has a son who lives back in the Phoenix area, the Maricopa area, and uh, that could be a big indicator in why he decided to leave if he does intend to transfer to a school like Arizona or Arizona State. Uh, Because of the one-time transfer rule, Jacob Cowing will be eligible to play immediately next year. The possibilities, the possibilities are endless for Jacob Cowing, but I know it'll hurt minor fans. I'll ask for both your guys' reactions, starting with you, Sal, and then I'll ask you, Jason, just from a, from a student-athlete's perspective, too. Uh, what did you think when you heard about this news today? 
Yeah, you know what? It definitely caught me by surprise, uh, considering that you know from what I could see, and I knew I know nothing about it. Just so you all know, I don't know the man. I don't have his number. I don't know anybody in his family. But just caught me by surprise because I, like everybody else, thought he was going to come back. But um, but at the end of the day, it's just a different day and age in uh, in college athletics in general you know and and when you mentioned that he has his son out there in the uh in arizona you know at you know family's number one so i can always respect i'll respect any decision that any player wants to make me too uh, but but when you mentioned that that is really the number one thing that caught my eye arizona state is set to take on wisconsin in a bowl game as well december 30th so i mean that's a team who has significant relevance in college football whether they have a great season or not you know and if he wants to close out his uh his remaining years in college football back home you know by all means definitely do it but also uh this is a guy with really really um a, a really high ceiling and a really good chance at making a pro team i oh, mean let, let's no. be real and if he's going to get more exposure on tv in a pac-12 team let's just say it's not even arizona state let's say it's one of the uh california teams that are doing really good in the pac-12 sure you know sure. what i mean so there's that um but also college football generates all around the country i have no idea but i'm just saying I think it's probably going to be a bigger team because this is a guy who is uh, not only, uh, in my opinion, destined to be at the next level, but he deserves a lot more exposure. And if that's what he's going to get at the next level, uh, wherever he goes in college, then, uh, you know, so be it. But I do see him playing in the future on the bright lights. Jason, I'll flip it to you. What do you think about this one? You as a student, a former student athlete, can can bring a a real good perspective on this one right here with Jacob Cowing. Oh, I think, you know, um, as we come out of high school, you know, uh, as athletes, our goal is to try to go to the biggest college out there, right? So at this point, I guess by him coming to UTEP and having a successful season, he has that opportunity to, to go maybe play NFL or maybe go to a bigger college. For me, I don't see him going back home just because if he was going to go, he would have left last year for the pandemic already okay, if okay. he was homesick or wanted to be around his son. He had that chance already to leave and still be eligible to play this season. So I don't think he's going back home. And I think, of course, you know, um, as UTEP, if you, with all these new rules and stuff, the NIL, all these different type of rules, and this is your star player, figure out a way to keep him. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a, I'm as a student athlete. I mean, they selling the jerseys and stuff too. So, and he's your star guy, the best guy on your team, and possibly, you know, maybe the the star in the whole program, UTEP athletics right now. So, that's right. Find a way to keep him. Hey, I mean, that's a good point. you don't want him to go, keep him. Well, look at what happened with Bryson Williams. (laughs) He leaves to Texas Tech, signs an NIL deal like that right away. I mean, he goes there. And and people might say to that, well, hey, the grass is not always greener. Bryson Williams is kind of struggling right now at Texas Tech. But, hey, the attention was there. When he put out his name into the transfer portal, everybody wanted him. Jacob Cowling throws his name in the transfer portal. You just look at his mentions right now. Look at him right now. It's Texas fans who are saying, come be a Longhorn. 
Horn. It's Gator fans saying, come join us in Florida. It's Trojan fans saying, join us at USC. It's Ohio State fans saying, become a Buckeye. I mean, it's crazy right now what college uh, athletics has really turned into. Uh, my big point is, you know, with, with Jacob Cowing, maybe it is money. Let, let's I'll level with you there, Jason. Maybe it's money in that maybe he's looking for an NIL deal elsewhere and maybe he needs to support his family or something like that before he heads into the NFL. If that's the case, hey, by all means, man, I think that he's somebody who uh, would have to fight a little bit harder if he was in a bigger environment at a bigger school. He got a lot of targets here at UTEP, would get the ball, you know, 10 times, 12 times uh, toward the end of the season every game. And uh, yeah, he's somebody who could be a super valuable uh, transfer receiver for any team. I I think he would be a major addition. It's just, it's sad for UTEP that we're talking about a whole year not it's not two seasons we're talking about a whole year where you lose your best player back in march for basketball in bryson williams and then you lose your best player in football in jacob cowing uh here in december it's it's tough for utep fans and you know what too adrian especially after uh, after the bowl game although it was a loss for the minor football team the uh the sense of a brighter future was there because there were so... And I think that's the difference. It, you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it kind of... I don't want to say it puts a damper on it, and maybe it does. It does. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is uh, this is no different than what could be going on at some other schools as well. It just hurts a little bit more when it's your team. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point because Bryson Williams is a little bit different. He didn't he didn't necessarily change... Want, I don't know. Maybe he didn't necessarily want to change a coach. Maybe he wanted a fresh start uh, as the program is kind of changing. Now, there's no change right now in football. Football is staying intact as we know right now. They're trying to build on the success they had this year into next season. That's why it's a little bit of a shock, too. UTEP had success in football. They didn't have that same success in basketball. So uh, I think the Jacob Cowing, Bryson Williams, you know, you can compare the two. But I think Cowing's a, a way tougher loss when you're kind of, you know, chalking up the two uh, significant players for, to wear a UTEP uniform. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, you know, because um, sometimes as a player, you're getting a new coach, and that wasn't the coach that brought you in. So maybe, you know, he felt com- he didn't feel comfortable with the new coach or for whatever reason, you know, he decided to, to go to Texas A&M. But on the other side, I, as an athlete, the way I look at it too, I mean, if you're already doing good here and you're a prospect here, you're still going to be a prospect here. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna build that offense around you. Yes. So, at the same time, I I would want to leave somewhere where my legacy could be left in college. So I think sometimes athletes have to think about that also as college athletes when you transfer. Where where will you really live your leave your legacy? So you was here for two years, and the next two years it's somewhere else. But you could have been here three years or four years and. You know, being in record books and you be known forever, you know, here, but you go to the bigger school. It might weigh a little bit more. It might might not be the same. Yeah. I think sometimes legacy could, could weigh a little more on you than... Let, let me just say, I, I just want to say one thing I don't want. And you're mentioning legacy in big schools. I don't want this to happen. I don't want it to come <laughs> out where we find out that maybe there was some uh, you know, tampering going on. Let's just throw it out there because 
and I don't want – yeah, let's say it. Because after games, Jacob Cowan could get a DM or a message from a coach who says, hey, you could be doing more over here. Hey, you know, getting in his ear early. And that that's maybe the reason why we got this so quick after the season. I mean, he was 72 hours removed from the bowl game, and then he decides to enter the transfer portal. thought it might be a little bit longer of a deliberation. Uh, did hear – again, I did hear that this was a shock to the whole athletic department as far as UTEP football goes. Yeah. Uh, so – if if this comes out that he joins a school and then you hear later on he was always linked to this school, I would really hate that because then that just show, that sets the precedent. If you go to a school like UTEP, a group of five schools, if you're a standout, a, a better school will find you, poach you from it, take you from it, and, and incentivize it in any way possible. And you know what? Uh, being that it was so uh – such a quick span after the bowl game that this was announced. Maybe his mind was already made up, and he just didn't want to say it. You know, uh, earlier. Well, I mean, you can't true. say it during the That's season, true. right? I mean, it happened right after the bowl game. When's the last time UTEP was in a bowl game? So this this could be why the uh, the decision was held out for so long. But maybe he had his mind made up a while ago. And then also at the same time, uh, you heard a lot of um, rumors, so to speak, that he was returning. But at I say this all the time. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? These guys got to think for themselves and maybe people were speaking for him when that wasn't the case all along. You know, Jacob Cowan is going to make up uh, the decision for Jacob Cowan, not anybody else. That's very true. Oh, man. I, I would hate if it was like tampering or anything like that or somebody messing with this situation. A co- I, I mean, you never know. This is You know this world. You know this world, yeah, Jason. and you know with the You with know the it at NCAA a high school rules, level. You know, um... You never know. You never know. And like he said, I think it probably was – he already had it in his mind. He probably was, was going to leave. And he just was keeping it quiet maybe. You know, you never know. It's just a situation you you don't know. But, you know, you can only wish him success, you know, and hope it's the best decision for him and it works out, you know, because if it don't, then it's, you know, it's a tough decision that he have to think about again. Maybe I should have stayed at Utah. So – you know, it's all it's it's all good. You know, I'm sure you tell. Hopefully, we can find a another receiver to replace him. It's going to be tough, <laughs> but you know. Let's see if Johnny Lee Higgins has another year of college eligibility. <laughs> Let's call him. I'm going to write him on Facebook. Yeah, let's do that. Back. Yes, that's a good call. Uh, I, I need to ask you. I'll end this. I'll end this discussion because Alexa on Twitter, she's ready for us to stop talking about this. She says, anyways, back to UTEP basketball. The Haskins Center was definitely fun today. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, I just want to wrap up with this one right here, guys. Do we have to, and I I just want to ask the opinions from both of you guys, and seriously, this is a serious question. Do we have to now look at every UTEP sport and worry in the offseason the best player will leave? I don't think so because the rules won't be the same. Because if a kid leaves, he's going to have to sit out. I don't think it's going to be this way all the time. It's just so happened the pandemic hit, so... You think one-time transfers leaving? I think it's staying. I think they're you trying think so? to give more power to the athlete. Yeah, or or I think it's not. I don't think it's a good thing because you know the the bigger schools are gonna like you say they're gonna post those the MVP. Like for instance, basketball Gonzaga, right? Not a lot of people know that they have a lot of players that was probably conference players of the year from other conferences. That's right. So what's the difference? The, the, your great point. The guy was the MVP at a small school, so he left after his junior his junior year, and he went to Gonzaga. 
and you know, plus with their freshmen, and they already got an MVP from a small conference. It's the same thing. Good point. What do you think, Sal? You know what? I think the possibility is there, uh, but the same way it's there for everybody else, all the other schools. It's just I think of it like this. There's, there's, you know what I mean, JUCO players, D2. That essentially could become the uh, the mid-majors of Division One. So it's kind of like he said. People could be using UTEP as a stepping stone to get to the next level. Um, but also, too, we see it a lot with coaches. The only difference is now it's players being able to make Ooh. that move. It, it, it mm. sucks, but, I mean – yeah. You you gotta give uh, you gotta give power to these players. We've been preaching equality all along. It's just now that equality is kind of there, or it's getting there. Um, it's uh, it's it's hurting a little bit more. But um, I mean, if the players want to make the decision that's best for them, definitely. However, if you're a mid-major school, you gotta beware that uh, that it's possible your best player could be leaving. Because like you said, and I completely agree with you, I think that one-time transfer rule is gonna stay. Because if it's lifted. I think the the backlash will be a lot heavier than if it uh, than if it were to stay. I think another thing, and just to kind of go off your point, Sal, uh, about the coaches leaving, I've it's funny because I've had, and I'm sure you've had it too, Jason. I've had coaches tell me how much they hate the transfer portal, and they're the first coach to get the job to get that job or jump on that job. Yeah, I mean, we right. see it in, in college football, right? How many coaches leave before the bowl game? But Before, before even addressing their team. Before the one-time transfer rule even applied. You know yes. what I mean? These coaches, I mean, Tom Herman leaves Houston for Texas and, oh, Brian that's okay. Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame for LSU. But Christian McCaffrey wants to set out the Sun Bowl and he's considered a you-know-what because he doesn't want to play in the Sun Bowl. But how's he doing in the NFL? Let me ask you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? No, exactly. You, you know what I mean? So when the shoe is on the other foot, the, the you know different. the coaches can't be mad yeah, yeah what do you totally, think about that yeah I think it's totally different and it, it shouldn't be that way you know um when players do it it's bad and and when coaches or or the higher people do it, it it's okay you know there's no way you know a coach should have left you didn't even tell your team you know yeah, <laughs> they, they, they find out on Twitter. Find out on Twitter, it's, it's it's tough. How come Coach wasn't at practice? Yes. Oh, uh, he was with the family. Yeah, in another state, <laughs> interviewing at another school. Oh yeah. man, yeah, in yeah, a Lincoln Riley. Yeah, it just From came home? to me. It just came to me overnight that I wanted to uh, Lincoln Riley. I can't. I wanted to join uh, USC. No, it didn't. This was happening over time. Come on, hold up, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Throwing names. Some stories. Now, that's my guy. Okay, man. come on. Give us the, give us the <laughs> he story. He came in, you know. He said, man, he wasn't going to leave us. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Let's preface this. Let's let's backtrack. Wait, wait. Give us the story. Well, you know, man, we had a successful year or whatever, and then, you know, it was the rumors, too. You know, something like this. You know, that coach probably was leaving. But, you know. What did um, you think at the time? Did you think he was leaving? Yes, of course. And he said no. Well, you know, he said uh, he didn't necessarily say no, but, you know. He said no in the way. Or he said, no, I'm not leaving, but in the way where you were like, he's leaving. You know, if if you knew Billy, you knew he was a guy that he was willing to take on to rebuild programs. So he was always about the challenge. So so by me knowing him, I knew he was going to go take that challenge after the year he had with us. And so I knew he was leaving. So <laughs> you know, we all one. knew it, though. But you know, it's just the way. It, it's just the way it is. You know, and you know, now that I'm older, you know, when we're student athletes, we don't understand it. But 
You know, it's business, man. Business is business. It's crazy. I wonder it's if Jason, I wonder if Jason Williams, if he played in twenty twenty one, if he transferred away in a coaching change. Business is business, you know. I I think as coaches, I think sometimes you have to think about if if I'm doing good here at UTEP. Do I really want to leave for more money and go to a bigger school and I might only get two years there? Or I can stay at UTEP and sign a 10-year contract. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. It's, it's ways of to think about it. You can maybe become one of the greatest coaches at this one school or you can keep chasing the bigger school and bigger money and bigger things. It's, it's all about how you feel as a coach. Some coaches are comfortable, and some coaches want to keep chasing that challenge. Chris Banks treats the program. I wish Jacob Cowing the best, but to hear that Hardison may be testing the waters is also surprising. Both guys weren't really recruited, and as soon as they get a taste of a little bit of success, they leave. Sounds like another Jordan Leslie situation to me. Now, he's referring to Jordan Leslie leaving a BYU. BYU, yeah. yeah. And, and Jordan Leslie, forgive me if I'm wrong, he had an okay year at BYU. It was in, like, standout. It was, like, pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't amazing, but he he was a a good player. For and he got drafted. Way. He got drafted. Uh, I, maybe I, not drafted. I don't it was know maybe if he was an undrafted. Guy. I, I know he did make it to, to the, the pros, Broncos, right? And uh, you know what I mean. Leveraged uh, college into a professional career for a big check. Into uh, leveraging that into his uh, financial advising, um, you know, business that he has going on. So all the credit to him. But I mean, people say once guys taste a little bit of success, I mean, how do you think they get these scholarships? Yeah, that's <laughs> a know, great they, point. They have a lot of success in high school. It's just different when, uh, you know what I mean, you, you, you get the kind of attention that you weren't before, even though you deserve that attention. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a grad transfer as well. So it's not like he just said, bye, UTEP. This is a guy who got his degree and then, uh, you know what I mean, moved on. How is it any different than UTEP getting grad transfers uh, from K-State, you know what I mean, from, from other schools? So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, I like that, Sal. Uh, hey, let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to get to some awards. We're going to wrap things up. We still got tomorrow to go, so we don't want to give too much. We got tomorrow in the turn in the tournament title game. Hey, Jason, I really appreciate you stopping by. I don't know if you're going to hang around with us anymore, but I really appreciate you stopping by <laughs> with you. us, man. Thanks you for having you bring me. great Thanks perspective, man. Thanks we appreciate it. Hey, uh, and uh, stop by anytime. We appreciate it. We're going to take a timeout right now. Awards coming up next. UTEP defeated NC Central. If you'd like to talk about it with us. 880-5763. That's our telephone number. Stay with us as Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. When winter weather impacts us here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry. And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood. And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind, rain, or snow we expect. With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and how to avoid it. The ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team. With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. Experience unique flavors at Taco Avocados. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, Southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco Bell, the options. All at Taco Avocados. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocados. Eat good for you fast food. No gluten and no sugar. Order online. TacoAvocado.com.
Happy holidays from the Oscar Arieta Agency. Here's Oscar Arieta. The holidays are here, and many of us are already making plans to safely enjoy this time of the year with our loved ones. As we start our holiday celebrations, let us not forget how blessed we are to have health, food on our tables, and most importantly, we will not let this pandemic define us. I am thankful for my community and wish nothing but blessings for you and your loved ones. From me, my family, and the Oscar Arrieta Agency, happy holidays, and may God bless you. Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. A garage door opener is something commonly found in homes and cars all across the country. In fact, we produce 10 to 15 million garage door visor clips for your remote controls. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. This is Steve Kaplowitz and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app now. Get all the latest in UTEP sports, UTEP athletic interviews, ESPN programming, and more. Touchdown! It's free, thanks to United Bank. Welcome back. Minor Talk continues. Let's wrap things up. We're back tomorrow. No sports talk tomorrow. We'll have bowl action for you. 600 ESPN El Paso as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. One tweet to get to. Eric Fournier. Where will the power five, Where were the Power 5 schools during Jacob Cowing's senior year in high school? Uh, great question. The only team that looked at Jacob Cowing was Texas. Texas didn't offer him. They were very interested. They recruited him like crazy. And then once it kind of came to it, they said, nah, nah we're, we're going to back off. So they backed off, and Jacob Cowing was left with zero offers by anybody. And so UTEP swooped in, and they took him. So that's kind of how – that's Jacob Cowing's recruiting uh, story right there. Kind of an interesting one when you when you break it down. I mean, he wasn't really sought after at all, and then it merges into one of the best wide receivers in the country. Yeah, I mean that's just the way that uh, that it goes. It, it's funny because we talked about Bryson Williams, right? How he was um, the best player for UTEP basketball last season, and then he leaves, and it's kind of in the same spot. But I think people are forgetting that Bryson Williams was probably the best player on Fresno State Good before point. he transferred over to UTEP. It's just, I mean, you can't be the beneficiary and then uh, complain when you're the one giving it away too. So it sucks. 
you know what I mean? Definitely it sucks because that's your best player leaving the program. But um, at the end of the day, UTEP's been the beneficiaries of a lot of transfers too. Let's talk about the beneficiaries UTEP had by their best players today. Ooh. Let's hand out some awards, Sal. Uh, we've got our first off, our Hot Hand of the Game Award. This is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Our Hot Hand of the Game. Christian Saucy Agnew, 16 points on 4-7 shooting. He had five total rebounds in this one as well in 32 minutes of action. Christian Agnew leading the Miners off the bench really helped them and lifted them in a big way. Scored 16 of UTEP's 17 points off the bench. I thought he provided a nice scoring lift, although he had a couple mistakes defensively. Christian Agnew brings the sauce, man. I, I really just love yeah. what he does. Yeah, especially when he's out there on the court and you can hear Coach Golding on the mic, saucy, saucy. <laughs> and I'm sure if you're at the stands, you can hear Coach Golding say yes. his too. But no, in all seriousness, Adrian, uh, when, when Golding was hired, uh, Christian Agnew was one name that I thought of right away because I said this is a guy who can be perfect for the system. We haven't really seen, you know what I mean, him thrive so far this season but tonight you know this is this is a great step for him to get some more minutes but also too I think he's still got to remain as that uh that spark plug off the bench because this is a guy who's going 110 miles per hour only knows how to yes. play one way but you know that that effort is going to be there and when that efficiency and um you, you know what I mean rebounds when that matches the effort um that's what you need because UTEP has been lacking the bench presence let's be real he can be that guy to come off the bench and uh really be that leader out there i'm with you uh do you think sal we we have been snubbing jarrell satterfield left and right i felt like we've mentioned him before as far as a recipient for possibly hot hand award and he he hasn't won it yeah. so i feel bad man we're, we're just uh we're not giving it to him you know what maybe a maybe a couple of snubs however somebody's going to be snubbed and, and left as an honorable mention but this that's is, right this is a good thing because in years past, it was really one player, uh, I hate to say this, Winning really, both. one player deserving of the award and the other kind of <laughs> like a default giveaway, you know. But in yeah. this sense, it, it's really, really hard to pick now. And that's a good thing. And who's not to say, hey, Satterfield is going to be hot hand, maybe even player of the game because he comes in at a certain point and, you know, reels off certain amount of threes or is, is um, super efficient from the stripe. So I think he'll get it. However, him not getting it tonight is a good thing considering the great play from everybody. Again, thanks to Wind Supply El Paso for bringing us the hot hand of the game to locate your nearest champion dealer. Visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Time for our player of the game. It goes to... Jarrell Satterfield, no, I'm kidding. It goes to Keontae Kennedy, career best, 27 points, 8 of 13 shooting. He had three total rebounds in this one, one assist, one block, one steal, 36 minutes of action. Why did he go off the game? I mean, he always plays 40 minutes. Oh, he had to throw up. He had to hurl. And uh, Keontae <laughs> Kennedy battling food poisoning like seven other minor players, including Christian Agnew, who won our hot hand of the game award. Uh, he dealt with the, the illness today. Uh, Christian, I mean, Keontae Kennedy balled out in a big way, career best uh, performance, and he was sick. This is forever known as the Keontae Kennedy food poisoning game. Yeah, the the flu game. Yes, yes. I <laughs> no. even said the flu game at one point in a tweet. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny too, man. We're, we're talking about the 8 for 9 from the charity stripe, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, 8 for 13 overall, career high, uh, 27 points, but 
You know what my favorite stat is? Give it to me. Zero turnovers. There we go. The most wow. integral part of UTEP's offense, uh, basically these last four games, if not in three of the last four games, and uh, in his best game, he doesn't have a single turnover to his credit. This is a guy who leads the team in minutes uh, per game and still led the team tied with uh, JB tonight at 36 minutes because he had a four-minute hurl going on. But aside from that, <laughs> I mean, uh, no, nah, this is a guy who's definitely starting to uh, to to demand that respect on the court. And all credit to him. You know, I've been harping on the efficiency, and, uh, you know, he's shutting me up. So I got to give him all the credit in the world. This is a guy with a work ethic out of this world, and it, it's nice to see that work ethic, uh, to see the the – results match up to the work ethic. I think both of us were pretty hard on Keontae yeah. to start the year. I think both of us were like, hey, man, you, you know, you need more from him. And he's given you more and then some these past couple games. Credit Keontae Kennedy, player of the night for the Miners. And that's brought to you by Keith Southwest. They deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keith Southwest online today. KeatsSW.com. Turning the page, looking over to Bradley. They're 6-6 six and six on the year. That is not an indication of how good this team is. Uh, they absolutely dominated Sam Houston State today, and I thought Sam Houston State was the, the shoe-in. I thought they were easily going to win in this game, but the Braves of Bradley beat Sam Houston State 87-61, to and uh, tomorrow UTEP uh, takes on Bradley. 7 o'clock tip-off. We'll have the coverage for you starting at 6.30. Around 6.30, I should say. And that's all coming here, 600 ESPN El Paso. Sal, let's see if they can do it. Let's see if they could repeat and win this uh, this tournament title uh, back-to-back years like they did back in 2019. They didn't have one last yeah. year, but let's see if they could do it. Yeah, that'd be huge. Uh, you know what I mean? Something as as little as, uh, and no, no offense on the little part, but something as little as a home court invitational uh, could really be a big booster. You know yes. what I mean? This, this team has struggled to win these games in, in recent years, so for them to get back-to-back titles would be huge uh, for this program, especially when you have a, a really, really good team, if not the best team in conference, you would say, awaiting for you in Bartow Arena. But it's not going to be easy. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's how they want it. This is a team who, who wants it who wants it the uh, that tough challenge, who, who doesn't want any easy task. And this Bradley team, I mean, you know, they, they lose by six to Colorado State, who I think is undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they lose by three to Brown the uh, the next game, the very next day, rather, and then by eight points to uh, to Duquesne. So they've had a, a pretty uh, pretty tough schedule to date. And um, you know what I mean? They beat Northern Iowa by two. That's a close game. So they've also been tested in some close games. Another one against Toledo, losing by two, beating St. Joseph's by four. And for them to uh, reel off a double-digit win, a 26-point win on um, um, really on the road, a huge, huge boost for them. So this is the team. I think they're on a three-game or a four-game one streak. Let me just double-check. Sounds this. right. Uh, Colorado fact, State, by the way, 10-0. Uh, you were exactly yeah, right. They're undefeated, and uh, Bradley riding a two-game win streak. So my bad, but they do have four of their last five. So there you go. That, that team is is on a roll. Miners definitely got a, got their, their challenge tomorrow night. But I love it because this team is, uh, you know, they embrace that that hard work. They like ugly games. Uh, as long as they have a chance to win it, um, they'll they'll take it. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you there, Sal. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It's the title game of the Sun Bowl Invitational. We'll have it for you six thirty. 
Countdown to tip off with Voice in the Miners, John Teicher, along with Steve Yellen. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bratis. That we're saying good night. Thank you so much for listening to us on Minor Talk. If you missed anything, check us out on the Minor Talk podcast as well, wherever you catch your podcast. UTEP defeats NC Central 70 to 61. We'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bratis saying so long, good night, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Eddie at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.